Yeah, hello. Hi. <laughs> you always try to trick me and be first. And it works most of the time. <laughs> I know. I'm old. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. Grandpa. And welcome to the 2017 Academy Awards. We're still doing If I Ran the Oscars, looking at one movie chosen randomly from each year the Oscars were on TV. We're looking at what it won for, and then a couple other uh, categories at random to see. Yeah, and we I usually start with the Academy Awards facts, which uh, is sort of interesting because of who got Best Picture, sort of in relation to this movie. Moonlight is the first film with an all-black cast to win Best Picture, which we did not watch. We didn't watch that one. It's also the first LGBT-themed film to win Best Picture. Really? So that's interesting. Really? Yeah. Uh, The fun fact I was looking up last week, which we definitely would not have watched because we don't look at documentaries, but the longest movie ever at 467 minutes beat out War and Peace from 1969. Did did you see that I got it from the library? No, I did not. All right. So I suppose in our free time, we're going to be watching the 467-minute documentary on O.J. Simpson. Because I know, got it from When the we have eight hours to spare. <laughs> uh, note, after that, there's a new rule in place. Multi-part series can't win for documentary anymore. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Casey Affleck is now, with his brother Ben, the 16th pair of siblings to have won awards. The first Muslim actor to win an Oscar, Mahershala Ali. Uh, And Viola Davis, who we'll be talking about Mm -hmm. in a bit. First black person to get the Triple Crown this year. Because we had talked about her previously. But Mm. this is where she got her Oscar, because she already had Emmys and Tonys. Okay. But this year, we are we rolled a low roll in that it was a movie that only had one award. But it had four nominations. Four nominations. We are talking about a movie, Fences. Now, if you were paying attention to theater in the 80s, you would have heard of doing what, which meant that we kind of have to talk about the play Fences. Just a little bit, because it was a big deal at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, it came out in 1985... It is the sixth in his ten part in the playwright August Wilson's Pittsburgh cycle. Is there, with, there ten plays? Ten plays, nine of which are set in Pittsburgh, and one's in Chicago. And I don't. But I think that's where he was from. Yeah, I think that's where August Wilson. That's where he was born and grew. He grew up yeah. there. Yeah. So. Okay. So, would you like to hear about the cast? From the original run, because we've talked about at least one of these people I before. I probably would like to hear yeah. about that. Uh, so, would you start guessing me some African-American actors, mid to late 80s, good on the good on movies and in theater? OTA, but that's no, too late for too him. No, he would have been too old. Yeah, no. Too late for him. And Denzel Washington, it would have been too early yep. for him to play a guy that was yep. Yep. middle-aged. So I'm trying to think of that time frame. Um, Who's in between? I'm drawing a blank. This yeah. is embarrassing. He's your father. What? It's James Earl Jones. <gasps> oh, there you go. James Earl Jones was there the lead. I oh, uh, yeah. that's a good playing uh, across from him is a lady by the name of Mary Alice. Uh-huh. She uh, was on 
NBC's A Different World in the 80s. And yeah. her other claim for fame is getting the Tony for this play. Then in 2010, there was a Broadway revival. I would okay. like you to guess who in the movie was also in the Broadway revival. In 2010? In 2010. So that was six years before... The movie. Le- uh, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more? Everyone except Corey. Really? Oh, even the little girl? No, obviously oh, not yeah. the little girl. Oh, wow. But Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, S- Stephen Henderson, Russell Hornsby, and Michael T. Williamson reprised their roles in the movie. Wow. So of the six people, mm-hmm. you know, they're six and a half because the girl comes at the end, but yeah, yeah. of the six characters of this movie, five of them were from the Broadway run. Wow. Which I thought was kind of nuts. I originally started going down that rabbit hole because I was looking into the guy that played Gabe, and I thought, he's doing a pretty good job at this. I wonder if he's played a, a role like this before. And yeah, I go I had, there. I had that thought going right yeah. into this. And I go to his page and it says, oh, yeah, no, he's just reprising his mm-hmm. role from Broadway. I mean, I didn't have that thought because I'm knowledgeable about it. But you could sure as hell tell a professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, he's been playing that role for a while. <laughs> wow. They actually tried to make this movie a few times. But the reason why it was taking so long is the playwright, Wilson said, no, there must be an African-American director. And, and because he wrote the screenplay and, for his own Yeah, play, he gets to do he that. can do that. And it just took so darn long to get Denzel Washington. Well, he's the, a busy guy. Who is the only major person in this movie that we haven't really talked about yet. Mm-hmm. So, boy, howdy, has he done some stuff. So he started acting in Off-Broadway including uh, the play that they don't do in uh, Renew Shakespeare Company, Coriolanus, because oh, it's got cause, anus in it. Because we don't like the anus part. <laughs> we don't like the anus part. <laughs> However, his rise to prominence was on TV because he was in Saint Elsewhere. I forgot that. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Then Richard Attenborough's Cry Freedom. Okay. Uh, he got on the Academy Award... For supporting actor in Glory in 1989. Mm-hmm. That's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I then recall Malcolm X being kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. That was a huge deal. I re- remember seeing it, and I, because I, I think I was watching it for a photography class because there's scenes in that movie that are remakes of iconic photographs that ran in, like, ran in mm. newspapers. The classic uh, Much Ado About Nothing, which we like very much. Yeah. Oh, they mean the one that Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. yeah. He's the I mean, prince. Talking about Denzel Washington there, uh, mm-hmm. I have seen a lot of his films. Yeah. Be- oh, best, and, best actor for Training Day. And mm-hmm. recently for The Tragedy of Macbeth with Francis McDermott. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. He still does theater stuff. He's just done ex- some excellent work. He got the Tony for the 2010 Broadway revival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they, they also got the Tony for Best Revival of a Play, which, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other, I mean, we've talked about Viola Davis already. It was a passing thing that she was in before, but now is when, like, now we get to see her really show her chops yeah. and not just also be in the film, which kind of stinks because I think this is the same year as Suicide Squad, 
where oh. she's really does not have to show off her acting chops all that much. Yeah. The other, yeah, uh, the other people in here we've already talked about. See, uh, Stephen Henderson because he was in Lincoln. Uh huh. I don't know anyone else that's Viola Davis was in uh, Syriana. Yeah, she was the FBI director. Yeah. And in like a whole one scene. Yeah. But she plays that part well. It's not it, I don't want to, it's not exactly the same character as the chief from Where in the World's Carmen San Diego, but she gives me similar vibes. Because <laughs> yeah. she's played <laughs> kind of that role a couple of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were watching this, I I was I think I was the first person to say it, but other people were definitely thinking it. It felt like watching a play. This was not rewriting a play to be like a movie. Correct. This was writing a play and putting video cameras instead of an audience there. Uh, that's something very specific because they have a, they had a, like a writer come in and work on a draft for it. Uh, and they worked on that draft before Wilson died in 2005, but only Wilson is credited as a writer. Right. The guy that did the draft and helped adapt it for the screen has a is a co-producer, but oh. he's not credited as a writer. As, as a screenwriter. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, here's a quote here. The star of the movie is the screenplay. Yeah. What Denzel said to me, to Scott, to all the actors, the cinematographer, and the production designer was, don't make any decision without August Wilson's words leading you to make that decision. Whatever you do, let the words inform your decision first. That's what we all had to abide by. So I imagine if we watched the play or read the script of the play, mm-hmm. it would be frighteningly similar to the film. Well, and I, I, I agree with you. I think it, it kept the staging, you know, all not necessarily like the, the television box was a proscenium arch, but it very much felt like we were it was it was presented for us and the dialogue was extremely important oh yeah and the dialogue drove the film you know contrast that very sharply with a an action film yeah you know with uh superheroes and it's and the action and the the mm-hmm. sounds and the crashes and the the quick changes and the camera switches that's what drives the film that's the the beat of it yeah. In this, the underlying beat was the rhythm of the speech, and the and that's where we got all of our characterization, and uh, out of their dialogue. Mm-hmm. There was really only like one scene where, or one s- series of cuts where the intention was, we're not going to have any dialogue, we're not going to have a song in the background, or we're just going to kind of show the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Which in a play it would have been, you know, curtain goes down. You know, stage hands frantically move stuff around. Curtain goes up, and we just have to assume people can figure it out. I think yeah. not on Broadway. I mean, now yeah, it would have been right. better than right. that. Right. 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 at you know, the local fancy. high school. Yeah, but there. And they did do one sort of music montage mm-hmm. at a point in the film where there were so many things that were unresolved, and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, to sit and wait for the. The characters to come back to, you know, what what we hoped would be a resolution of the conflicts. Mm-hmm. And, so that was a movie-ish yeah. bit that I, wouldn't and, have happened in the play. And I have theories about what the like point of the story is and what's like the mm-hmm. message of it. But since this was pretty good, 
Maybe we won't yet to talk about that. I think you should find this movie. Yeah. At your local library or your favorite streaming service or Uh, whatever. Warning, they they do use language appropriate for the setting. So. You have to be ready for that. If you're not ready for that, be ready for that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's set in the 50s, basically. Yeah. Not that we are saying that that's an okay thing to do, but. Yeah. You know, just be ready. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that means we can probably skip to talking about how good Viola Davis was. Oh my goodness. Because that's the thing, that's the award here. Best actress. Best well, supporting actress, unfortunately. Because the movie was not about her. Well, correct. But still, that's like, best. Yeah. And. Boy, has she got a body of work. Yeah. Wow. And this, this one, I thought there's a scene where she gets into a shouting match and has kind of her putting her foot down. Moment, and that's when I thought, nope, no, nope. give her the give her the award. We don't need to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, back everyone else up. That was pretty much the winner. Yeah, the winner scene. Well, she had another one later that was not quite as intense, but yeah. But I felt as a mother, I really related to her character, and I I think that um, it it felt really genuine. It felt it felt real, like she was portraying emotions. That I was feeling through her character. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point you said something about this doesn't feel like a play anymore, or something along those lines. Because you, I think there was a there was a point where we're not just watching characters perform. I think that was or actors perform. That it they're they're kind of got. To, I mean, when it was real life, it was a, it was a real life sort of scenario. They, I think, they were really able to draw you in, and I think, well, obviously, the story is a huge part yeah. of it, but mm-hmm. the acting was very, very good. And it's kind of hard to tell like who she's playing against because I don't recognize mm-hmm. as many of the names in movies right. from that section. I can look at the best actress once to see like if she had maybe been in that category. Emma Stone won for La La Land. But also, Natalie Portman played Jackie Kennedy in the movie Jackie. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep was in a movie. So, it might have been a rougher time if she had been in the Best Actress category. I don't know. Maybe it was, you know, to her benefit that she was categorized as supporting. Well, and she was up against Octavia Spencer, who did a fantastic job in Hidden Figures. I, oh, yeah. That, that nomination was perfectly appropriate. Yeah, no, she did an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, Denzel was nominated for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. And that one also was kind of a a bit of a stacked category. So, no complaining there. Yeah. Our first bonus category. We've rolled some unfortunate categories this time with not much to talk about. Uh, best Sound Effects. Which and there really wasn't a whole lot to measure up There to. really wasn't a whole lot on this garbage one. Garbage trucks at the beginning. Yeah, the garbage trucks sounded like garbage trucks. But you know what? What if you don't... I mean, it was really obviously trucks, mm-hmm. and you know, you, I kind of wondered how many different truck noises did they listen to? How many truck mm-hmm. soundtracks did yeah. they go through right. to find that? Anyway, yeah. So, so I this was a weird year in that sound editing and sound mixing went to different movies. Okay, that's sound odd. editing was for Arrival, which we got from the library, and I'm going to watch because it's a good movie. Yeah. And sound mixing was for Hacksaw Ridge, which I recall watching in theaters. And I'm not entirely sure I want to watch again. I mean, it was a good movie, but Robert, that's another ex- America Explosion movie. 
Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Can't imagine. What was that about? I uh, that one is about a guy I uh, who gets. I don't remember how he gets roped into being in the army for World War Two. I think it's you know the usual way they got people in the army for World War Two. But he is a pacifist, and it's the story of him going Hacksaw through okay. and you know becoming like a medic and get and not doing training and then what was he at D-Day or something? He's at one of them big fights. Yeah. And the entire end of the movie, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, he's like sag- always sacrificing himself to save people and he just keeps surviving and he keeps going back. And yeah. the ending is really... It's like, a, it's it gets a, you. It's a very well done <laughs> film. Oh yeah. Actually. Get away from our subject. Here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what we do. We yeah, do, we do that, that so well. Uh, luckily, we can kind of go back on track and talk about Best Picture. No way. We get to go back on track? Yeah, because this was nominated for Best Picture. I think it had some really... I mean, it didn't have the... Uh, you know, I, I think back to films like On the Waterfront, mm-hmm. you know, where you know the acting was really good and the cinematography was new and novel. Yeah. I mean, I think this the acting was really good and the and the screenplay was really good. I'm not sure that it had, you know, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Although it did get four four different nominations. Yeah. Again, so. Moonlight won. Mm-hmm. I think that one had a benefit of novelty and like mm-hmm. modern sensibility to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about a couple of the other ones in here. Hidden Figures is on that list. Uh, La La Land is on the list. Hacksaw Ridge, Arrival. So you know, yeah. some good movies there. Our last category is Best Makeup. Mm. Oh. And unfortunately, Best Makeup does not refer to normal person makeup. It refers to explosions and grotesque makeup. Or I was going to say something like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But that wasn't this year. No. This year, makeup went to Suicide Squad because they were making people look like weird black blob monsters. That's not what this film was about. No. At all. No. So... Eh. Well, I felt like the hair, the hair and makeup seemed which would have put it for costumes. It seemed good. I mean, it was appropriate for the fifties, I think. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't sixties. The, the men's yeah. hairstyle changed. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sixties, yep. it was not nominated for costumes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that would the winner there was the Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. but quite a bit more stylized. Yeah, we don't often roll the movie that one for one thing and then we move on. We usually get at least a couple out of it. Well, it's been a long time since we've had a one off. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, pretty good. I don't yeah. think I would have watched this movie by choice. This is not one that usually comes up in my rotation. Well, that's the beauty. This is what yeah. I was saying. This is the beauty of doing this podcast and, yeah. and having the movies uh, you know, yeah. basically chosen at yeah. random. Oh, to note, I while we were sort of on Best Picture, I went past it. The producer, or one of the producers, is a guy by the name of Scott Rudin. He produced the Broadway revival, mm-hmm. and in case we think that he doesn't know what he's doing, D- I don't know why, that. he produced No Country for Old Men, oh. which got Best Picture, as well as, oh, you know, a, an eclectic range of things, f- ranging from, obviously, this movie, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Social Network, South oh. Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Wow. Zoolander, 
The Truman Show, The Addams Family, and in case you think that he doesn't have a niche, eight different Wes Anderson movies. Wow. Oh my goodness. Also, 17 Tony Awards from Broadway shows. That's pretty nice. Such as The Book of Mormon, Hello Dolly, View from the Bridge, you know. Yeah, a few other flyby notes. Yeah. And then in 2021, he was basically canned from everything for allegations that he was being a big jerk. Oops. <clears throat> He's now basically no longer being credited on things. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Well. And we're not going to go into those details because they aren't fun. No, and we like no. to have fun here. No, we're not going to do that. So. Any other fun facts? Any other comments? Common I, I, I was looking for something and. I think that Denzel Washington has, has been on my list of actor artist people. I'm always looking for artist people that seem to have their life on a, not necessarily a more conservative path, but people that, uh, artists, in you know, all different walks of artist life, whether it's actors or um, visual artists or musicians or writers, architects we've talked about also. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, it seems that there is frequently hand in hand with being an artist this uh, kind of a messed up personal life, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's addictions or it's, um, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But Denzel Washington has, he's an actor that's been on my list of people that he seems like a really good person. And he has, I, I did a quick look up when we were starting the podcast, he's donated, you know, all, all kinds of money to, um, veterans groups to the Fisher House Project, which is for housing for families of veterans when the veterans are getting medical services. He has um, donated all kinds of money to his alma mater to Fordham uh, University, and I mean, he just has done some like like good things of giving back to the community, and I really appreciate that. National spokesman for the Boys and Girls Club of America. Since 1993, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. And he's just, and he's he's highly skilled at his profession. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got four kids. And I thought you know, it was interesting that he was married a year after we were, and yeah. has four kids. Uh, so parallel. Now, we granted, are not, <laughs> not, not good none of your kids played college football, and That's then true. went on to star in Tenet. No, That's true. No. No, and I think one of his one of his younger daughters was in a, a Lee Daniels film. Yeah, yeah, but but that's part of uh, if you like to do the same profession as your parent, then sometimes you have a little leg up. Yeah, you doesn't did, hurt. You did not want to do the same profession as your father, so yeah, did, yeah, that's there right. That's true. All yeah. right. Well, All right. Wilson Wilson was a master at it, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, right. very worthwhile. Yeah. Get the film, watch it. All right. Yeah. Well, we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. 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 Bye.